Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. so grateful to join with you today, so grateful to transcend time and space. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray, so we're going to begin, as we always do, with a blessing. So I place my hand on my heart, wholeheartedly, opening myself to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the mighty I am present, so grateful, so thankful to join together in love. So grateful to take this breath of love and gratitude and open ourselves to the unprecedented, to the unlimited, to the free flow of divine goodness happening in our heart, in our mind, in our life, in our physical body, our emotional body, our mental body, our etheric body. We are all in for the love of God, and we are grateful and thankful to shine the light of love into every activity in our life, into every conversation, and this is the purpose for our joining together, to recognize and remember the truth that sets us free. We are truly grateful and truly thankful to consciously come together for an awakening. Yes. We're choosing the atonement for ourselves, and in gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. We are intending to be truly helpful this day and every day. In gratitude, we allow it to be. We allow the Holy Spirit to do its heavenly work in us and around us. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. 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 Mm. Yes. <laughs> ah. Well, I'm off to Maine today, driving from New Jersey to Maine, and uh, our family's going to have our Christmas holidays there. And then I'm off to Unity Village for our New Year's reboot retreat. So Unity Village is uh, my partner in this radio show. We've been partners for more than 300 episodes. We started in September 2011. Wow. Time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) And yeah, so I'm excited to be at Unity Village. Uh, It's been a couple years since I've been there, and I've led a bunch of retreats there. I did one with Gary Renard. I did one with Mark Anthony Lord, and uh, I can't think of what else I've done there. Um, I know I've been there more than a couple times. Oh, I've done some workshops there and things like that. So uh, it's a wonderful community, and a beautiful campus and they have a beautiful retreat center it's uh, a hotel style accommodations and it's quite nice so if you are 
spontaneous. Come and join me. You know, I one of the things that we do at the Power of Love Ministry that other organizations don't really do is we do all kinds of payment plans for everything because you know I feel like if you have the courage and the willingness to come and really do some deep work inner work that will transform your life transform your relationships transform all kinds of things in your experience if you have that willingness I'll meet you as far as we can. So that's one of the things that we do is we do payment plans for people who would like to come to our retreats. And uh, so the New Year's Reboot Retreat starts December 28th to January 1st. And it is going to be deeply healing and transformative. Deeply healing and transformative. Yes. Yes, indeed. Hmm. So, all right, that said, we're on to the rules of engagement. The, the rules of engagement. <laughs> rules for decision. <laughs> yeah, why not? Rules of engagement. I think that's a movie or something. <laughs> it's probably a protocol in the Pentagon or something. So, the rules for decision comes towards the end of the text, the new beginning is the name of the chapter. So once we're moving towards the end of the year, the end of the workbook, we're starting a new beginning. And our goal with the new beginning is truly our awakening, being truly helpful because we're moving towards that awakened state, that free state in our mind. So uh, the rules for decision, we, we looked at uh, uh, the beginning uh, last week. And so just to recap those, uh, what Jesus tells us in this section is decisions are continuous. And it's section one of chapter 30, by the way, decisions are continuous. You don't always know you're making them. But with a little practice, with the decisions that you do recognize, it says, a set begins to form which sees you through the rest. So in other words, we begin to make decisions with the Holy Spirit part of the time, and that carries us through the rest of the time. One of the things that I've definitely learned is that if we consciously decide to turn our day and our life over to the Holy Spirit, contrary to what we might think would happen, like, oh no, I'm going to have to give up everything that I enjoy, that what actually happens is you start to enjoy your whole life instead of having what seems like some kind of enjoyment. I remember years ago, I was talking with someone who was having a challenge with binge eating and um, certain things like ice cream and stuff like that. And what they said was, you know, I honestly feel at times like that bowl of ice cream is the only thing I have. 
It's the only thing I have in my whole life that I enjoy. How? Why do I have to give that up? It's the only thing I have. And you know what? I remember feeling exactly that way. I remember feeling exactly that way about whatever it was, some form of self-medication. This is the only thing I have. Why do I have to give it up? It's the only thing that gives me any kind of pleasure, any kind of relief from the unpleasantry of my life. So what I can tell you is I do not feel that way anymore. And it's because of my spiritual practice that I don't feel that way anymore. There are many things I enjoy and they don't hurt me. They don't leave me feeling like I made a mistake. There are many things I enjoy in my life. A lot of my life. Not all. I'll I'll admit there are things that... Um, I'm happy to do them, willing to do them, but they're not so enjoyable, right? Um, like, I'm trying to think of something now. Oh, I can't think of anything. I, I mean, see, even things like taking out the trash. That's not in, that enjoyable. But you know what? It has a certain satisfaction. Doing the dishes, it can be enjoyable in a certain way. I remember discovering this year that I actually don't mind doing the dishes. And I used to think I hated doing the dishes. I really did. I thought I hated it. I thought I couldn't stand it. I thought it really bothered me. But you know what? Uh, I've spent a lot of time in the last year visiting my family, my brother's family. And uh, I don't know if I ever talked about this in the radio show before, but uh, I've talked about it in a class or two of Masterful Living, which, by the way, we start January 1st. We always do January 1st with a bonus class. It's my New Year's Reboot class. My New Year's Reboot class is... uh, this year, I'm going all out this year. We're going to have a three-hour class. and We're doing it on a video platform. And uh, we're going to do the work in the actual class. Spirit's guiding me. Let's, let's do that work on January 1st. So, of course, if you can't join me live, you can... Uh, this class is not a free class, but uh, you can get the download. So, you can go to jenniferhadley.com and... and register for New Year's Reboot class. So I have New Year's Reboot Retreat and New Year's Reboot class. And they're different. uh, Both helpful. So, um, and New Year's Reboot class is a bonus for those who come to Masterful Living. Oh, and those who come to the uh, New Year's Retreat. Oh, and those who register now for Masterful Living get $300 off on my New Year's Reboot Retreat. So, register now for Masterful Living. Get $300 off on the New Year's Reboot Retreat, plus you can also get a payment plan. So, I'm all in for those who would like to be all in. 
with me. <laughs> and uh, we're going to have a terrific time at the retreat. It's, uh, oh, I'm excited about it. I love doing retreats because unlike uh, some things I've been to, I'm not just talking the whole time. Uh, I've been to retreats with a lot of people, and sometimes that's what they do. They just do a lot of talking, and it's great. It's fun, but it doesn't feel deeply healing. It feels refreshing sometimes uh, to go and just be away and stuff like that. But I really like to do the work, the healing work of clearing the mental and emotional clutter and then really laying a foundation to move forward on. It's such a great opportunity. I just, it's the only reason actually that I do retreats is so that we can really do some deep healing work. And uh, I love it. And you'll also get to, if you come, you will get to meet some Masterful Living folks. And uh, these are amazing, courageous souls who are really, I just am so impressed by them year after year. All right, so uh, I learned in uh, this year that I don't mind doing the dishes and I like doing the dishes because I found myself realizing that my brother goes down to the kitchen he works at home my sister-in-law works at home and and me too when i'm here so uh, he goes into the kitchen to make dinner uh, around six o'clock and so i started to join him and go in and i would do whatever dishes were there from the earlier part of the day so that whoever did the dishes after dinner didn't have them to do and It was an opportunity for me to have some hang time with my brother to be truly helpful and to connect. And I discovered doing that, that I actually don't mind doing the dishes. And sometimes there's something I really like about it, getting something accomplished. And I like being truly helpful as well. And it just felt like uh, an additional offering to everyone in the house to do their dishes from the day with them mostly my sister-in-law my brother's dishes uh and the breakfast dishes that were left in the sink all day because that's kind of how they do it so what i realized in this experience this year and you see healing opportunities are available all the time if we're calling them forth, allowing them, accepting them, and being grateful for them. And I realized, and it was a real healing to me, that I thought I disliked doing the dishes, even hated doing them, because when I learned how to do the dishes at about 12 years old, the way my father would inspect the dishes and talk with me about it often left me feeling criticized, ashamed, and so I thought I hated doing the dishes. But I don't. I don't hate them at all. Not at all. 
I can't think of anything that I hate, really. And that was a great realization for me. Very powerful. Because let's face it, there are many dishes to do throughout the course of our life, even if you have a dishwasher, even if you have a really good dishwasher, there's always dishes to do. So if there's some part of your life that you're doing on a regular basis, a daily basis, and you dislike it, you hate it, then you're pumping that energy into your experience. And as A Course in Miracles would say, this need not be. So my decision to walk with the Holy Spirit helped me to make the choice to live my life in a way that I'm being truly helpful to those around me. And another aspect of my going into the kitchen and doing the dishes, besides just being helpful on a practical level, I truly was being helpful in the way of sharing love with my brother, sharing kindness and compassion with him and the rest of the family. And the net effect of that is more love in my life. That's a great thing about making that decision to be truly helpful. Brings more love into all areas of our life. So the rules for decision. It starts with this. Today I'll make no decision by myself. Today I will make no decisions by myself. This means that you are choosing not to be the judge of what to do. But it must also mean you will not judge the situations where you will be called upon to make response. For if you judge them, you have set the rules for how you should react to them. And then another answer cannot but produce confusion and uncertainty and fear. So we talked about that last week. And then we talked about how uh, at, it says here that at any time throughout the day that you think of it, it says throughout the day, at any time you think of it and have a quiet moment for reflection, tell yourself the kind of day you want. So that actually is part of the beginning, um, which I didn't just read. <laughs> so you start the day with telling yourself, telling spirit, what kind of day you'd like to have. And then you give it to the Holy Spirit. Think about the kind of day you want and tell yourself there is a way in which this very day can happen just like that. And then throughout the day, when you have a quiet moment, go back to the kind of day you'd like to have. And my experience in doing this is, rather than think, okay, today I'd like to win the lottery, today I'd like to have somebody give me a new car. I mean, you could do that, and you'd certainly learn from it. But I'd like to have a day of peace. I'd like a day of being truly helpful. I'd like to have a day of feeling loved and supported by spirit. I'd like to have a day of 
joyful delights. My experiences, think about how you'd like to feel all day long rather than what you're doing. Because let's say you could make a list of all the things that you'd be doing that day. There's no guarantee that you would enjoy it or that it would make you feel the way you think it would make you feel because our experiences in life don't make us feel the way they think we think they will and what spirit's telling me now like if you thought okay today i'd like to go skiing but you what if you didn't have a good time skiing what if you had a pain in your knee and it made it worse or what if you fell and 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 hurt yourself. Um, I love to ski, but rather than think, okay, what this is what I'd like to do today. I'd like to be truly helpful. I'd like to experience joy and the peace of God. I'd like to feel right-minded all day. Tell the Holy Spirit that's what you like, and watch the Holy Spirit work in, through, and around you to arrange a powerful, amazing day. And then throughout the day, keep going back. Keep going back. And then when you feel, if you feel, in any way that you're not enjoying your day, then it's really because you are trying to control something and you've made decisions without the Holy Spirit and you can just give all that back to the Holy Spirit for healing so this is where our feelings are so important to us and I, I really cannot emphasize this enough many times as spiritual students, we have this belief that if we don't like our feelings, stuff them down, deny them, run from them, get the heck out of there. However, that is not the fastest path of healing. One of the things that we can do that's deeply and profoundly healing is to instead take a breath, take a moment, and you can't always do this at exactly the moment because of what's going on, but when you can, take a moment and give yourself the gift of feeling how you feel. Now, the, the key is to not identify with how you feel. So, I'm feeling sad. I notice there's sadness, let's say. I don't have to affirm that I am sad. Instead, I am feeling sad, sadness. I'm noticing that. And then we can ask, again, deciding with the Spirit, what is this about? What is this about? And it has to be about something we can let go of. There's no other way it could be. It has to be something that we could offload to the Holy Spirit. I call it giving it to the Holy Spirit for healing. 
really what being masterful is about. Fully engaging with the Holy Spirit, with the higher self, with the energetic of love, being led and guided, and no longer allowing ourselves to feel like we're on our own. Our feelings are a great gift to us. They help us point our awareness to the stinking thinking. So being able to recognize that every single time we're upset, it's not for the reason we think. And it's because we made a decision on our own. And as it says here in the course, again we're chapter 30, section 1, now we're in paragraph 7. It says, Try to observe this rule without delay, despite your opposition, for you've already gotten angry once you've gotten upset, right? And your fear of being answered in a different way from what your version of the question asks will gain momentum until you believe the day you want in which you get your answer to your question. Uh, Until you believe the day you want is one in which you will get your answer to your question. So when we're angry and upset and fearful and hurt and we think we're right, right? We've made the decision, I am right about this. Then it's time to pause. Otherwise, we're going to start to believe that the day we want now is one in which we get the answer to our question. And our question is going to be something like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with them? Why can't I ever just have a good day? What is the problem here? These are the kinds of questions that I used to ask all day long. And I finally realized I am asking the wrong questions. Meaning I'm I'm not asking helpful questions. I'm not asking questions that are going to bring me answers that are helpful. Who am I asking these questions of? What's wrong with me? What's the problem? Why can't I ever just have what I'd like? Why can't I live a good life? What's the matter with me? When am I ever going to be happy? These are not questions that the Spirit is being asked. We're asking the ego. And so we're literally, we are getting in our own way. This is what we're doing. We're not giving ourselves any real opportunity for transformation. There must be a better way. And there is. This is what the rules for decision are all about. Which is why it's so helpful why we're doing two episodes here on this topic. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, I'm going to take a break right here. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to go. and You can go to jenniferhadley.com right now. One of the things that you'll see there is I did, uh, I've done two free classes, um, 
I did one in November and one in December. And the first one was called Relationship Healing and Harmony. And then the last one, uh, which was last week, Unblock the Flow of Your Time, Energy, and Money. So these classes are totally free for you. You can download them now. And I encourage you to check them out. And they also have, uh, in a sense, they have a preview of the kind of uh, things we work on, the tools that we work with in Masterful Living that are so life-changing. So that's my invitation to you while we go to this break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course of Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk. And I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. about the rules for decision in chapter 30. So rich, so helpful. And what it's really telling us here uh, quite clearly is that we're really deciding, are we going to align with the ego or align with the spirit? And then, if we feel upset, we know we went back to the ego. That's essentially what it's telling us here. And it's very important for us to realize when we become upset. And that's how our feelings can really be helpful. One of the things I share in my year-long Masterful Living course in Finding Freedom and everything that I'm doing is how helpful our feelings are. And uh, for me, the only feeling I used to really notice was anger. That was the only feeling I felt comfortable allowing myself to have. And so for me, uh, I... It was a huge shift in my life to begin to allow myself to feel my feelings. It helped me to discover what my thinking was. When I started to become truly aware of my feelings, then I was able to become truly aware of my thoughts. And then I could make other choices. Very helpful to me. Very, very helpful to me. Hmm. So. 
we are choosing to align with the Holy Spirit, and then our feelings become helpful to the, to us. I, I call them the divine alarm clock. And when that divine alarm clock is signaling us that we've gone the wrong way, we can go the other way to where happiness lies. And then it says here that we can learn that our happiness does not depend on being right, but being right-minded and being aligned with the higher Holy Spirit self. And when we realize this, then our mind is really opening up and that we're willing to be shown and that there are other ways to look at it and we're willing to see them. So what the Course guides us to here in this section is to say to ourselves, what can I lose by asking? What can I lose by asking the Holy Spirit to help me see this correctly. If I'm in conflict, and the conflict is because I'm not seeing it correctly, what can I lose by asking the Holy Spirit to help me see it correctly? This has been so life-changing for me, this I'd rather see it correctly, because I'd rather be at peace this is life-changing. Anyone can practice this. No one has to read A Course in Miracles or study A Course in Miracles to practice this simple, simple teaching. It says here in the uh, chapter 30, section 1, uh, paragraph 13, it must be clear that it's easier to have a happy day if you prevent unhappiness from entering at all. But this takes practice in the rules that will protect you from the ravages of fear. So people ask me all the time, how can I live a life with less fear? This is how you do it. This is how you do it. And <clears throat> what I hope is really clear here is the how of doing it is really giving it to the Holy Spirit to make the decisions. And it says here, it takes practice. It takes practice. And it says, when this has been achieved, the sorry dream of judgment has forever been undone. But meanwhile, meanwhile, back at the ranch, you have need for practicing the rules for its undoing. Let us then consider once again the very first of the decisions which are offered here. It says, we said you can begin a happy day with the determination not to make decisions by yourself. This seems to be a real decision in itself. And yet you cannot make decisions by yourself. Aha. So we, we can't make decisions by ourselves. We're either going to make them with the Holy Spirit or with the ego. So why not go the happy way? Why not? 
the only question really is with what you choose to make them this is really all that is really all the first rule then is not coercion but a simple statement of a simple fact you will not make decisions by yourself whatever you decide for they are made with idols or with God and you ask help of Antichrist or Christ and which you choose will join with you and tell you what to do so do you want to choose the Antichrist and do things with the Antichrist or maybe you're gonna choose heaven today maybe that it says here your day is not at random it is set by what you choose to live it with and how the friend whose counsel you have sought perceives your happiness so ego perceives our happiness through separating from God and through observing and labeling criticizing judging attacking limiting and the spirit is the opposite it says you always ask advice before you can decide on anything let this be understood and you can see there cannot be coercion here nor grounds for opposition that you may be free there is no freedom from what must occur and if you think there is you must be wrong so there's no coercion it's up to you you get to choose you are the decider you decide what kind of day you'd like to have and you decide who's gonna guide you Holy Spirit or ego Christ or Antichrist so you know the second rule was uh, so first you're not making any decision for yourself and second you're starting your day with this what kind of day would you like to have and then throughout the day at any time you think of it you ask yourself again you tell yourself again what kind of day would you like to have and what are the feelings that you'd like to have what would you like to have happen to you and how would you like to experience it what would you like to experience and any time that you feel upset you go back to remembering what's the kind of day you'd like to have you see you're the decider so you're not you see many people fear that if they turn their life over to God now they're gonna lose everything they don't like the ice cream will be taken away the sex will be taken away all kinds of things will be taken away but that's the ego's perception what's gonna be taken away is the cause of your unhappiness that's what's gonna be taken away not the causes of your happiness but your unhappiness you know but we know whether we like to admit it or not that a lot of the ways that we self-medicate are actually punishing to us and actually do not lead to our happiness and our enjoyment so then we're looking at the, the 
the questions that we're asking, because if we're not feeling good, we're not asking the right questions, and we're aligning with the ego. So we let our questions go. What's wrong with me? What's the problem here? Why can't I ever be happy? We let those questions go. And we recognize that we don't like the way we feel, and we give it over to the Holy Spirit. That's what I call partnering up. You see, when the Holy Spirit is going to guide us, we're giving it up. We make that decision and then let the Holy Spirit take over and guide us there, bring us there, drive the car to where we'd like to go. And again, we look at our happiness does not come from being right, but from being right-minded. But the ego is utterly convinced. How, how many, the ego is utterly convinced that we can't be happy unless we get it the way we want it. <clears throat> Even though we've proven time and time again that we have argued for our opinions and our judgments and nobody was made happy by it, least of all us. So we know all that already. The final step is but acknowledgement of lack of opposition to be helped. The final step is but acknowledgement of lack of opposition to be helped. It is a statement of an open mind, not certain yet, but willing to be shown. So there's the willingness. There's no opposition in the mind of God to our happiness. No opposition. Everything is for us. Nothing is against us. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything was gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good? All things work together for good. There are no exceptions. So it's our willingness to look at it another way, to see it the way the Holy Spirit sees it. This is an important decision that we make. It's life-changing. Hmm. It must be clear that it is easier to have a happy day if you prevent unhappiness from entering at all. But this takes practice in the rules that will protect you from the ravages of fear. We said you can begin a happy day with the determination not to make decisions by yourself. This seems to be a real decision in itself, and yet you cannot make decisions by yourself. The only question really is with what you choose to make them. That is all. Christ or Antichrist. And then <clears throat> a little bit further down in this section it says, For you and your advisor must agree on what you want before it can occur. So whether our advisor is the ego or the Holy Spirit, it is but this agreement that permits all things to happen. Nothing can be caused without some form of union, be it with a dream of judgment or 
the voice for God. Decisions cause results because they are not made in isolation. They are made by you and your advisor for yourself and for the world as well. The day you want, you offer to the world for it will be what you have asked for and will reinforce the rule of your advisor in the world whose kingdom is the world for you today. Whose kingdom is the world for you today? What kind of day would will you decide to have? It needs but two who would have happiness this day to promise it to all the world. It needs but two to understand that they cannot decide alone to guarantee the joy they asked for will be wholly shared, completely shared. For they have understood the basic law that makes decision powerful and gives it all effects that it will ever have. It needs but two. These two are joined before there can be a decision. Let this be the one reminder that you keep in mind and you will have the day you want and give it to the world by having it yourself. Your judgment has been lifted from the world by your decision for a happy day. And as you have received, so you must give. To have, give all to all. This is the teaching of A Course in Miracles. So, it's creating, it's deciding to have a new habit of making no decisions by yourself. And as we were just told, we can't actually make decisions by ourselves. It's not even possible. Not even possible. We bring the whole world benefit by deciding with the Holy Spirit. This is what our life is for being of service, being truly helpful. And you see, teach only love, for that is what you are. By every choice that we make, we are deciding. By every choice that we make, we are deciding what kind of world we'd like to live in. I know that sometimes Course Miracles people will start to move into a place of saying, what difference does it make what I choose this world is an illusion. It's not real. Nothing really matters. Right? Nothing real. I can't sing that. For Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Nothing really matters is what some people go to. Well, I have to say that I started to realize pretty soon into my experience of living the love and walking the talk that every decision matters. Every decision matters because every time I'm deciding, I'm choosing love or fear. So every decision matters. Every decision can either degrade the quality of my life and prevent me from teaching love, or it can increase and raise the quality of my life and give me the opportunity to be truly helpful by teaching only love. Honestly, how hard is it?
to just say before you get out of bed, you decide for me, right? That's, that's, we start that early on. You decide for me. That's, uh, actually, um, Chapter 14, You Decide for Me. That's in the, uh, what section is that? It's uh, The Decision for Guiltlessness. Chapter 14, Section 3. Say to the Holy Spirit only, Decide for me, and it is done. For the Holy Spirit's decisions are reflections of what God knows about you. And, in this light, error of any kind becomes impossible. Why would you struggle so frantically to anticipate all you cannot know, when all knowledge lies behind every decision the Holy Spirit makes for you? Learn of the Holy Spirit's wisdom and the Holy Spirit's love, and teach the Holy Spirit's answer to everyone who struggles in the dark. For you decide for them and yourself. How gracious it is to decide all things through the Holy Spirit, whose equal love is given equally to all alike. The Holy Spirit leaves you no one outside you, and so the Holy Spirit gives you what is yours. Because your Creator would have you share it with Him. In everything, be led by the Holy Spirit and do not reconsider. Trust the Holy Spirit to answer quickly, surely, and with love for everyone who will be touched in any way by the decision, and everyone will be. Would you take into yourself, unto yourself, the sole responsibility for deciding what can bring only good to everyone? Would you know this? You taught yourself the most unnatural habit of not communicating with your Creator, yet you remain in close communication with Him and with everything that is within Him as it is within yourself. Unlearn isolation through the Holy Spirit's loving guidance and learn of all the happy communication that you have thrown away but could not lose. Wow! <laughs> I love that. It's so beautiful. So, I, I frequently talk with people who say to me, I struggle with being indecisive. I really struggle with it. Jennifer, how can I make these decisions? How can I do it? Here are the rules for decision. Practice them. It's just practice, practice, practice. It's not hard to practice. It just takes some willingness. It's all it takes to transform our lives. This is the thing that I see so clearly. In my year-long Masterful Living course right now, it's the end of the year, and one of the things I get to do at the end of the year is, uh, and I do it throughout the year, but I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, 
meetings with the folks who are in the course. It's part of the course that we meet together if they would like. And it gives me a chance to get to know them better. And we talk, we we share. And uh, at this time of year, I'm hearing the most wonderful stories. Because a lot of people, it takes them until even October before they really are feeling the effects. So, I mean, some people feel it right away, the effects of making different choices and doing the practices that we do are felt by many people all the way. They start to feel the shifting and the changing immediately. But some people really don't see real differences until later on because whatever. And... So I get to talk with people now who are telling me that uh, they were going to get divorced, but they're not getting divorced now. People who are telling me that uh, they were going to quit, but now they're so excited to continue on and do another year with me. It's a time when people are actually saying to me, sometimes they'll start the conversation with saying, you know, I, I didn't do all the... Uh, classes this year. I didn't listen to everything. There was a lot that I I didn't do and I'm feeling guilty about it. And I say, okay, let's just look at what changed in your life. And then they tell me about their relationship changes and their marriage changes and how they reconnected with people that they hadn't talked to in years and how they are having better relationships with their children and at work and they got raises and they lost weight and the arthritis pain went away and on and on and on. But they didn't listen to all the classes. So then I say, so maybe you don't need to feel guilty about not listening to all the classes because I'm not tracking whether you're listening to them or not. What I'm tracking is, is your life changing? Is your mind changing? That's what I'm tracking. And it's beautiful. My year-long Masterful Living course uh, starts on January 1st. We have the bonus class, then it's my New Year's Reboot class, and registration closes on January 11th. It closes on January 11th. So I encourage you to register now. You get the bonus of $300 off of my New Year's Reboot retreat, and we have payment plans for everything. So I know if it calls to you, you'll consider it. Yes. And for people who are on uh, fixed incomes, disability, social security, we have uh, partial scholarships. You know, we really are looking to support more people, not less people. So many aspects to this program, and you can read all about it at jenniferhadley.com. It's time for me to get on the road, and I will be with you again day after Christmas. How fun is that? So let's take this breath of love and gratitude. And as I'm so grateful, I'd like to say a special gratitude for all the people who have supported the Power of Love ministry this year so that we could do so much more this year and even more next year. So many people who've contributed in so many ways. God bless you. I love you and thank you. 
So we're taking that breath of love and gratitude and we're partnering up with the Holy Spirit to make new decisions for ourselves, to let the Spirit guide us in every choice and every decision this day and every day. We're truly grateful and thankful to claim a healing in our heart, in our mind, in our life. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. So grateful to let the Holy Spirit decide. So grateful to choose to be happy. In gratitude, we know it's done, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. I love you.